This podcast is brought to you by the Goliath Grouper. Despite its name, most groupers do not spend any time in groups, but are rather solo creatures. But maybe they are just looking for a friend and haven't found the right one yet. Befriend a grouper today. Hello, my fishy friends, and welcome to another episode of Getting Fishy With It, the podcast. (laughs) I'm Josh. I'm Amber. I'm Christine. And today we're going to be talking about extreme species. Before we do that, let's get into how everyone's week is. So, Amber, you want to start? Sure. I don't really have much to report, but I did have a nice Labor Day weekend. So I went back home to old Nebraska. Mm. And I think they changed their slogan, actually. It used to be like a beautiful life or something like that. Or yeah, something <laughs> like that. And then they changed it to it's not for everyone. So they got a what? little, you That's know, aggressive funny. with people. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos <laughs> to them for like owning that. You know what Honesty. I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not for everyone. But we went there. We got to see my mom and had some nice dinners with her. And I also got to see my dad for a little bit. But I'm glad we only spent a week in there because that's as much as I can handle. <laughs> there, it was really difficult because a lot of the restaurants are family owned and they were all mm. closed. The places that we could eat at were very limited. Why are they closed? Oh, just because they're probably out of town too. Yeah, they're, they're on like, vacation. Yeah, they're like... <laughs> The long suckers. They're like, you know, it's the long weekend. Nobody's coming to Nebraska. So yeah. we'll go somewhere else too. Yeah. So. Shout out our Nebraskan followers. <laughs> I do want to go to the zoo there at some point. Of course yes. you do. You, you have love to go zoos. to the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's Absolutely. the best zoo in the world. It is like one of the best zoos. What? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Good for them. I did yeah. not know this. Yeah, yeah. It's like always in like the top five of like world zoos. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who makes that approach. rank. Maybe I do. I don't know, but <laughs> in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Who episode on zoo rankings comes Oh soon. no. I always wanted to have a oh, zoo aquarium podcast. Rankings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That would actually be a really good one in ranking aquariums. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But the only thing is it just depends. Whatever. We can talk about this offline. <laughs> aquariums, you can like have us come out there and tour and get it behind the scenes. Please. Aquariums, we want to come and do podcasts at you. So <laughs> at you. That's right. Let us podcast at you. It's like mansplaining, but different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Christine? literally nothing i think we're in the getting ready for some like really major uh construction not construction but like refurbishment on some of our like fish systems at work so i've mostly just been losing sleep about that that's mostly been my life also we had our like semi-annual iacook uh site like inspection where they came through and i always stress about that too it's like you know if you're someone that's wealthy enough to have like a housekeeper you clean the house before they visit because you don't want them to judge. So mm. I was just like cleaning everything and like taking everything out of the cupboards and making sure everything was good. But happy to report our report was clean. There was nothing wrong. Everything was perfect. So really nice. That's great. Yeah. But <laughs> other than that, nothing really. Just there are so many video games and so little time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have to talk, talk about Baldur's Gate later too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Too so good. how about you josh um so i went the week was good it was uh it went by pretty quickly but yeah uh today earlier today uh i went whale watching with my uh wife and in-laws like for her family and it was it was a fun time um we just went off one of the piers on out of manhattan basically and we didn't see a whole lot of whales. We saw one humpback, which apparently is super run of the mill. Christine's <laughs> green seed says I, she I doesn't give two shits. They're but pedestrian. I thought it was cool. It was like a four year old, like cute little whale who was feeding. So we followed that one around. Uh, I did think it was cool that when it blew air out of its blowhole, like it's like breathing out like you and I, and we could smell the br- like the bad yeah. breath. Oh. oh yeah, it's so fishy. It's like it's fishy and nasty. It just smells like 
you know, their lung capacity is giant, right? Yeah. So it's like just like a giant fart. <laughs> it's like yeah. um, it's disgusting. So yeah, no, yeah, it's it was very fishy. <laughs> but the funny adventure was on the way back where uh we were trying so you know my father-in-law was going to give us a ride back from you know basically like the 30s in manhattan all the way up to 145th where we live and he he's a little bit of a grumple stilt skin when it comes to being on the road like he just is like a little bit grumpy and like it's like he doesn't want anyone to tell him where to go but then he'll also just get lost and so like the map i'm gonna like it was hilarious like the map of where we went today like, I don't know if you know anything about the boroughs in Manhattan, in New York, but like Not we went from the island of Manhattan, we took a wrong turn and went across a ton through a tunnel into Queens. And then it was like, uh, and then we went back into Manhattan again. And then he took another wrong turn later on. And we went back into Queens. And then like, it was just like <laughs> an, a half hour trip turned into an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, wow. But it was so fun. Like, it was actually hilarious. Like the whole thing was really funny. Like it was like, at that point, it was just so funny. We were like laughing. So I'm like half exhausted from just like laughing my butt off at everything. And just <laughs> also because it was just like the focus of trying to make sure he didn't take another wrong turn. Because oh, it could have no. happened at any point. I had to start getting stern. It's like a giant though. circle. <laughs> okay, don't take a right right here. I was like, please, please. I was like, he's like, do I take a right here? I'm like, no, no. Stay on the bridge. Like I said before, <laughs> go straight. Like I had to like be stern. <laughs> And this is one of those things where you have to be like, don't say right when you're agreeing. You have to say correct. Correct. (laughs) Oh, but one thing we did find out, which is the best thing ever. If you use Waze to travel and Mm -hmm. you you can change the voices to all sorts of stuff. And we changed the voice to disco 70s person. And it is like this guy who's like, hey, what's up, man? Let's get rolling. Oh, that's hilarious. He says all this crazy stuff. Like he's like, traffic ahead. That's a photo you don't want to take. And I just like, talk, oh like just make all these ridiculous statements. So it's That's hilarious. So Highly recommend going to Waze and changing it to like some funny voice. Uh, That's amazing. <laughs> so. That's, so funny. That's yeah. Can I share my like whale watching thing that I alluded to earlier when we were kind of chatting? Oh yeah. 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 You want to hear? Okay. I've been like whale watching a bunch when I was a kid, especially like I used to be before I got really into fish. I was really liked whales and dolphins. I'm better now though. So <laughs> but, she's recovered. Yeah, yeah. Cured. Yeah, I've been she's cured. In recovery. <laughs> but uh we went to like when I was a kid, we went to like Baja, Mexico, like before it got super fancy. Like literally we the hotel we stayed in, like you, the view we had was like a bunch of burrows in a field. Like my family went on this super cheap vacation and we like paid some guy to like I don't know, a couple hundred pesos to take him, take us out in his like aluminum boat on the ocean, like in Baja, mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have gray whales there that get, I guess the, the rules are not great as far as like getting too close to them. And uh, we were out there and we're just watching the gray whales. They come up really close to the boat. I don't think we ever touched them, but who knows? I don't remember. I was like in grade three, but there was this off in the distance. At one point, there was this like super pod of I think they were Pacific white sided dolphins. And I don't know if you've ever seen video of a super pod, but it's just like the ocean is boiling Mm, with dolphins, right? It's crazy. And I think I was way more into dolphins than I was like (laughs) baleen whales. So (laughs) I jumped out of the boat and just started swimming. Serious? (laughs) Farewell, my friends. I go on to a better place. I just, <laughs> I was in grade three, so I don't know, 10? I don't know, but I, I was, I'm a really strong swimmer. Like, I took swimming lessons, like, I had, like, oh all this. God. And so I just was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go live with these dolphins now. I don't know. <laughs> and they had, like, the guy that was driving the boat, like, pulled me out by my, like, my shirt. Because I wasn't in swim gear. I was just, like, wearing tourist clothes. <clears throat> and he's like, he said something about how there's sharks in the water and you really shouldn't go in the water either. I don't know if it was like tiger sharks or great whites. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, that was my thing. And then I don't think my parents ever took me whale watching again after that. I had to yeah, go on my like, own when I was an adult. Again. I might have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just jumped right out of the boat and I was like, all right, this is my family now. This super pot of one-sided <laughs> dolphins. <laughs> Under the sea. (laughs) The music starts to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's my whale watching story. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Well, I think it's about time for a break. So, and now a word from our sponsors. Get it? Uh, Sponsors and spawn? Like fish spawn? uh. Guys? (laughs) Is this thing on? Okay. uh, Welcome back. 
so we're getting into the episode now, guys. And the episode is about extreme species. So we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, extremes. And we're probably not going to hit everything. We're going to try. So I added this thing at the beginning. I just wanted to kind of touch on it. Like I want to talk a teeny bit about evolution. Um, are you Do you guys remember the terms bottlenecking and speciation and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think I just pulled these offline. Sorry, did I? Is so someone going to say something? No, I just was nodding. And... <laughs> so bottlenecking is essentially an event that drastically reduces the size of a population, and it may be caused by various events such as a disaster or someone hunting species to the point of extinction or whatever, or habitat destruction that results in deaths of a lot of organisms. And what ends up happening is that sometimes you have uh, organisms that are in a small area that adapt to a certain type of thing, right? Um, so evolution plays obviously plays a big role in this, but you can start to have small populations of fish end up in locations where maybe they find a way to adapt. Maybe they find that they don't have a use for a certain thing and they start to change over time. And so sometimes you start to see these extreme things. And specifically, speciation occurs as when a group within a species separates from other members of a species and develops its own unique characteristics. So I think a lot of these can fall into that category more or less. Some of them are kind of groups of fish as we'll as we'll get into uh, next but i think we went species by species here as well so and i talked a little bit about that each of them have like specialized adaptations for survival which are going to be very useful to for them to grow and reproduce in these very sometimes extreme environments depending on uh, what we're talking about i think that's pretty much good so i guess we'll get started so the first fish on the list actually there's like a lot of debate <laughs> there's like a hotly debated topic of which fish is the smallest fish uh <laughs> i don't know i looked online for a while and i was like i cannot spend any more time on this so i'm gonna (laughs) list these three so the three is this thing called the peda cypress progenic progenetica it's probably peda cypress thank you peda cypress all right i'm gonna have christine do all the checks for me (laughs) (laughs) i like dinosaurs so i'm always like i can pronounce these latin names (laughs) It's a tiny cyprinid fish endemic to Indonesia and Sumatran swamps. And it's a Danio. Yay. Ooh. So it's very teeny tiny. Um, and then there's something called the Schlinderia brefipinjuis. <laughs> I guess. It's Schlinderia brevipinguis. All right. Close enough. I did it. That At least that one had a common name. The last one didn't that I could find. Yeah. So this one was... It's called the stout infant fish, and it's a it is a goby native to the Great Barrier Reef, so that's saltwater. Um, and then the last one is a tiny anglerfish from the Philippines uh, that goes by the scientific <laughs> name looking. of photo Carinus spiniceps. Yeah, you're good. You got yes. It. I'm not totally an idiot. So all of these, so that one says, so a lot of them say that the males are a max of six to seven millimeters. That's less than a centimeter, which is like so freaking tiny. That's so cute. It's wild. It is tiny. And I think it's just the males are a lot smaller than the females or a bit smaller than the females because we know some of those angler fish, you know, kind of how they reproduce as we talk about in the reproduction episode. Uh, But all these fish are anywhere from six to 10 millimeters long. So basically under a centimeter so they're teeny, teeny, tiny and super cute. And I don't think you can keep any of them as pets, <laughs> but uh, that's they'd be all gone. They disappear so fast. <laughs> they yeah. go into your filter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, how do they have organs that work? You know what I mean? Like, I how, can, like a brain? how small can you make a stomach or like a kidney or whatever, you know? I know. That's, that's so nuts. Yeah. I think about this a lot with insects too. Like, how do they have a brain that works? Like, it's incredible. It must be like oh, three yeah. neurons. <laughs> They're the the robots of the animal world. I think For I real. always think of them that way. Yeah. All right. So now we're gonna switch gears. So we're going from smallest to the world's largest. And I wanted to divide this up into bony and cartilaginous because I do think that like oftentimes sharks. You know, we know plenty about sharks and like you know they get their due but the bony fish don't always get their due you know and so i wanted to separate them out so of course i think most people actually know this that the largest the largest shark is the whale shark and the largest fish by metric as well as the whale shark uh which is rinkadon typus did i get that right yeah i think so yay okay and it's a filter feeding carpet shark actually christine you want to take this you know a lot about these guys <laughs> <laughs> you know the i the how I found out that whale sharks existed was when I was a kid, my dad said to me, because he knew I knew all these animal facts and he always was trying to like one up 
my knowledge. And so he was like, <laughs> oh, you know, wow. the, the biggest know shark is the whale shark. And I didn't believe him. And, you know, back then Google didn't exist. So I think yeah, we yeah. got like a book from the library and he, he still to this day will remind me that I didn't know this. So this wow. is, you're triggering me with this job. Trigger fishing you? <laughs> yes, <All> exactly. Right. <laughs> um, I actually didn't realize like in the summary you wrote that they're a carpet shark. I didn't actually realize they were in that family, um, but that's cool. Yeah. It, makes, it makes sense that they're related to like zebra sharks and stuff like that. So that makes sense. But they are kind of like almost like a field of stars or like spotty stars on like a blue bluish gray steel blue surface on the their dorsal side on the upper side mm. and then they're like a whitish cream color solid color on the the underside and yeah the largest one looks like 61 feet almost ni- 19 found, meters yeah. that's wild that's huge <laughs> i don't have anything to compare that to like it's a couple school buses like how long is a school bus that's yeah. just funny that we were both like what's a school bus <laughs> The whale sharks are generally found in open ocean in tropical waters, except for anywhere that I go, because I seem to always miss them. But, you know, 30 feet, it says, by the way. So it's two okay. school buses. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember the school bus thing as 30 feet because it's like, that's how big a T-Rex is. Not to keep going back to dinosaurs. <laughs> Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Sutton, welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> this is not the dino podcast i know i know um and then they live pretty long 80 to 130 years maybe not if you're in captivity though i feel like they don't oh, live yeah, that probably long less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. one um, year <laughs> <laughs> something like that i still want to see them but one yeah, day i know one day Gosh, i want to swim would... with them oh yeah. how amazing would that be yeah i have a friend that was just happened to be in mexico and like was snorkeling like in like a deep like a open ocean area and like oh whale sharks just showed up and it's like i hate you so much (laughs) (laughs) wasn't even expecting it anyway um but they are filter feeders so a lot of people think of sharks as like scary predators that eat fish and eat various other things seals etc and people (laughs) yes that's really what they're going for all those videos of people like seeing sharks near the beach and everyone's losing their minds yeah it's like the sharks do not care about you please <laughs> i would be the one running to them <laughs> with Just tears as in you your eyes yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> the dolphins. The dolphins, yeah. yeah with the dolphins <laughs> yeah yeah i'd be like i'm gonna go i have to go now my planet needs me i'm not gonna touch this hammerhead shark because i know they don't like it it's stressful for them but i will go and look at it and maybe cry Um, but there's only a couple different species or three species total of filter feeding sharks so these sharks are they're technically predators but they're predators of very very tiny little things uh plankton and zooplankton etc in the water so do you guys know what the other two species are because i do i think amber guess do you remember amber so i think it's basking Mm, sharks and Mega mouths. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mega nice. My, my favorite job. shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mega mouths look so weird. I know. Too. I think they're the, weird looking. Yeah. They get maligned because you see them out of the ocean and they get all floppy. Oh, yeah. That's Aww. usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't, they just don't look their best. It's like the blobfish. The blobfish oh, yeah. looks badass when it's underwater in like the depths badass. where it belongs. You sure the badass is the word you're gonna. Go Have you for? seen a lumpfish <laughs> that wasn't just or a blobfish that wasn't just a, a blob? Because they're not uh, a blob when they are. They look more like a anglerfish. Oh, fish. I have seen that. You're right. They do yeah. look kind of. They're okay. not badass, but I mean, like they don't deserve their. I mean, moat. they are under a lot of pressure, and then we <laughs> take away <laughs> the pressure. It's true. <laughs> Under a lot of pressure to look good, am I right? <laughs> You're right, yeah. though. Wow, that actually looks like a pretty good fish. This yeah. is worth the Google. It's just Bob blobfish slander that we are all being fed by the media. <laughs> this is messed up. I yeah. feel bad now. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the the whale shark. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> so Perfect. that's the whale shark is the largest of the cartilaginous fishes. Mm-hmm. And you know a good amount about sunfish too, right? If you want to. Sure. Yeah. Feel the free. And this was one I was being pedantic about. 
because yeah, you, you had said the ocean sunfish and i was like nope so the biggest bony fish is the actually the giant sunfish which is mola alexandrini instead of the mola mola which is the ocean sunfish technically it's the heaviest one that's been found as far as like individual specimens they are really weird and like blobby looking they just kind of mm. look like a big gelatinous mass with eyes they are technically related like closely related to like puffer fish and like um, porcupine fish so their babies actually look like little tiny porcupine fish um, but they have this big fin on the top and on the bottom that they kind of ambulate with um, they like to lay on the surface of the water where like birds can come and like pick away all the parasites that they have on their bodies oh wow um, yeah <laughs> they are like parasite central like these animals are covered in parasites inside and out um, and then yeah i guess we did catch like a the uh giant an ocean sunfish on the live stream that we did on twitch so that was Ooh. fun oh yeah like, amber condor yeah. <laughs> yeah you did i saved a clip of it so if people go and look on our twitch uh or on our youtube they can find it so <laughs> um but yeah I, it says here that the they had a caudal fin but it's kind of just been absorbed and just been replaced by like something that's kind of fin like called a pseudofin uh, they don't get super huge as far as like lengthwise. They only get like 11 ish feet, uh, just over three meters in length, but they are massive as far as like weight goes. They get the largest uh, one found was 2,744 kilograms, which is 6,049 pounds. That is wild. I, again, don't have a comparison for that. How many buses? <laughs> How many el buses or elephants? <laughs> How many elephants is that? But they're like almost like suction feeders. So they eat like little fish. They'll eat, um, they love, love jellyfish and they love eating like salps and um, tunicates, all those kind of things. They'll eat squid. And I think they'll eat like fish larvae or whatever as well. So, oh, and Josh, you wrote they eat seabirds. I don't know that I've ever seen one eat a seabird. So, yeah, I read and this. I they'll thought that trick was really cleaner funny. fish into eat. They'll just like, because cleaner fish love them too. Like cleaner fish will hang out and clean them off. And then every once in a while, they'll just like help. I'm just going to guess have. so. Yeah, because like you always see, you see it in a lot of like documentaries and, and footage of of cleaner fish, which somehow had get like a pass with predators, like yeah. sharks, other animals, groupers and stuff like that that would normally eat fish of that size are like, cool, I'm going to open my mouth and let you like pull out the like parasites and rotting food and whatever else. But apparently these guys are just like eating. <laughs> They'll snack on them sometimes. <laughs> so after they do a great job, they just kill them like yeah. a mafia oh. boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make them an offer he can't refuse. But it's funny to think of like, seabirds too because the seabirds come and like try to clean them off too and then every once in a while they'll just have a little snack oh i think seabirds getting eaten is hilarious there's like too yep. many of them anyway. <laughs> killing two <laughs> birds with one stone there you go <laughs> <laughs> okay guys here's but, my question yeah ocean sunfish produce more eggs than any known vertebrate guess how many they produce in one shot ocean sunfish not the giant sunfish because giant sunfish actually produce less oh that's interesting yeah. i would probably go with i'll just keep it an even hundred thousand i was okay. gonna say sixty thousand sixty thousand mm -hmm. it's much higher than that holy shit really <laughs> 300 million what this wow. is what i read wow that's wild i wonder they how frequently to... they do that I don't know, but Seasonally, yeah, it's I'm pretty sure that's not over the course of their lives. I'm pretty sure that's in one sitting, but it's yeah. like crazy. So, um, yeah, I just thought I would share. That's why yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot cool. of spawning. Yeah. That, that's why they have to eat so much. Uh, like, yeah, I sorry, guess so. seabirds. I got eggs to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Delicious. Okay. Um, the next one on the list is the world's fastest fish. This is actually one of my favorite fish of all time. So that's why I forgot, like I should have done this one for the drawing the fish challenge that I do sometimes on Twitter, mm -hmm. <laughs> the fish sketch. Uh, but it is the Indo-Pacific sailfish, which I think is so beautiful. It's, oh boy, here we go again. It's the Ophorus platypterus. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's really good. Really good. <laughs> okay. If you haven't seen a sailfish, which hopefully everyone has, it's similar to a swordfish, except for it has this like long, huge sail like dorsal fin, really kind of like mm -hmm. large. And they usually like when they're swimming around, sometimes that's actually like folded down. You don't always see it up. 
Um, but yeah, they're just incredible looking. Um, they get to anywhere uh, between 1.7 and 3.4 meters long. So that's like 5 to 11 feet. And they don't weigh nearly as much as a sunfish. So 120 to 220 pounds. So I guess that's like a human, <laughs> right? Yeah. So average lifespan is only four years, which is crazy wow. that they get that big in four years. That's crazy. You know, have you ever seen the baby ones? They're so cute. Yes, they're so great. They have this huge long bill. Oh, <laughs> so cute. We'll have to find a picture. There are tons of pictures. They're just like ones of people holding them in their hand, and I'm like, yeah. I would love. I want one. I just only like, they I don't know they were I... only that big, and you could keep one in an aquarium. Can you imagine them sla slicing through little like? uh prey groups yeah yeah <laughs> so cute um so their speed has been clocked at a max of 68 miles per hour 110 kilogram kilograms <laughs> kilo kilometers per hour uh which is dang fast uh for a fish that's that's yeah. pretty insane when he visited the town of Ridge. that's about as fast as i go on lakeshore drive <laughs> they're they're going about going as fast as you on the inland water well not i guess yeah. not there that's a lake <laughs> yeah. sometimes i forget lake michigan's not an ocean yeah that's a you know race that they should have you know when they did the michael phelps versus <laughs> this great white shark or whatever yes. was it a great white shark did I they oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he would get he would i mean what is a human what is the top speed for a human like five miles per hour like i don't I know i don't know can't be I, fast. It's definitely yeah, not 68. I do love the like <laughs> look of like sailfish and, and um and the like uh swordfish look really cool, like because they're mm. just clearly built for speed. But yeah. people don't realize, and this is the thing I find is kind of criminal, is like tuna are also incredible oh, like yeah. speed demons, right? I love them, yeah. And they're such like badass fish, really. And they end up in cans. Like, it's just kind of sad <laughs> that this, like, incredible really predatory sad. fish just is like, here's a salad. They made a salad. <laughs> Add some mayo to Tuna your flesh. sandwich. <laughs> and, yeah. like, I think sword, uh, swordfish and sailfish and tuna, like, the thing they all have in common is I think that they, at least some of their fins, they can tuck them into, like, a almost like a divot on their body to mm. make themselves as, like, like aqua dynamic as they possibly can be. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I just think that's super cool like to see. So I love it. So them. cool. Yeah. That's something I would jump in the water for. I mean, oh. I'd have to be a little bit far away because I feel like getting pierced by that is. Oh, yeah. Not. And people I think people have died, right? Like sail. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. Like, I think at the very least, people have been very badly maimed by like because they're, they're a common sport fish, right? Yeah. Mm. And I think between marlins ah. and swordfish and sailfish, I think people have been very badly hurt by I'm like sure. bringing them on the boat, etc. Yeah, that I has to be right because they're like swimming really fast. They jump, they jump out of the water, and what if they jump right into your heart? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Like nose first. Yeah, yeah. Boy, exactly. that's really like nature coming back to bite you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've done the world's fastest. <laughs> How about the world's slowest? Did any of you guys guess that it might be a seahorse? <laughs> I was just like, like which there's a lot of fish that don't move very much, you know. So how I wasn't sure where you'd go with this. So yeah, I was like, I wasn't sure if I would put this in, but I felt like whatever, it's fine. Like because they have this like sort of max speed, and I still don't know that I totally believe it. <laughs> but let me just explain. So the dwarf seahorse is the world's slowest and uh, fish supposedly. That's Hippocampus zostere. Mm -hmm. Yay, I get the nod. Oh, wow. yep. <laughs> <laughs> really all see. Oh, that's where that's where our hippocampus from the brain. I think that's it was named after that, right? Am I is it shaped about like that? a seahorse? It is shaped like this weird kind of curly mm. thingy. So I think it's shaped, I think it's named after the seahorse, okay. not the other way around. So I'm pretty sure about that. Because hippo um, is horse in Latin. Yes. So I think it means like. Yeah, I don't know what campus means, but whatever. I mean, college. <laughs> I mean, the horse college. <laughs> yes, sure. Why not? Uh, anyway, so seahorses are all pretty slow because they have this like rigid frame and they have like a really small fins in comparison. And they don't have the same like ability to undulate like other fish do to propel themselves. So they basically just like bat their fins really fast like a hummingbird and that's sort of how they move. 
Um, the skeleton is made of bony plates which cover the body, and the skin sits on top of that. Hmm. So it's not like a typical skeleton. I don't know. Have you guys seen like a dried out? Like sometimes you yeah. see them sold like a dried yeah. out seahorse skeleton. It doesn't look like a normal fish skeleton at all, right? Like you yeah. don't see the same spindly bones on the ends. It's all kind of plates. And so that just means that they're like plated down, so they're very slow. Um, I'm sure it's great protection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, these guys are an average length, average length of two to two point five centimeters and a max of five centimeters. So that's five centimeters is like two inches. So they're pretty teeny yeah. tiny. And according to the Guinness Book of World Records, so I mean, I don't know, you can believe them or not. It says five. <laughs> their top speed is five feet per hour, which doesn't really seem to make sense. Like five feet is like, <laughs> it's so short. <laughs> Yeah, but I can actually believe it because I don't know if you've seen like enclosures for mm -hmm. seahorses, but they're super small. And then whenever I see a seahorse, they're not really moving that much. No, like, they're, they're more so. like fluttering. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They're just kind of sitting there like and just kind of like their little weird fins are just kind of holding them stationary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was I just had to look and see if the like because. There's this seahorse that's really small that I couldn't remember if it was the dwarf one or the pygmy seahorse. Mm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a pygmy seahorse. They're probably similarly slow. Yeah, probably <laughs> similar. <laughs> but they they look like there's this coral that they hang out on. So if you look at for mm. pictures of them, and they just look like that coral. They look oh, yeah. like they, amazing. They got a really bad case of acne or something. <laughs> yeah, they have like there's... the the red and pink bumps. Yeah, I don't know how, like, I don't understand how evolutionarily it was so spot on. Like, that's insane to me that they mm -hmm. look exactly like coral, which don't really look natural. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so beautiful. Yeah. I think like some of these things are, you know, you could have them in captivity. I'm not sure which ones, but. Uh, pygmies for sure. Like I, I've seen them at New England Aquarium. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anything, any, any other thoughts about the fastest and slowest? Yeah. I All guess right. like they're just so vastly different from each other. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. In terms of like their well, size, shape, everything. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the diversity of fishes is like insane. It really is. But they're both like so beautiful in their own right, I feel like. So yep. we yeah. we appreciate you fish. <laughs> yep. We do. I tweeted about this. <laughs> Thanks for liking my tweets. You did. I was really <laughs> in my fields. <laughs> like, because I'm not like a big dog person. Like, I know yeah. you guys are dog and cat people, but like, yeah. I am just not really like a big like I was allergic to dogs growing up and stuff. I still am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hasn't yeah. really changed. But uh, yeah, like for fish, I just like, I just get so happy when I think about them. It's super weird. Anyway. <laughs> That's good. I guess I'm in the right field. I did try to reply and say that like I was a cat lady and like post a cat lady gift, but it wouldn't do it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to think twice about saying <laughs> I'm a cat lady. <laughs> so funny. I should have said dogs and cats. So sorry, Christine. That's okay. All right, let's move on to the next one. World's most adaptable to death. Depth. <laughs> to death. death. <laughs> to death. death. Oops. That would yeah, be great. nothing can adapt to death, unfortunately. <laughs> Especially not submersible goers. Um, so this is so this fish is called the snailfish, and it's the genus Liparis. Uh, and there are 410 described species. And the reason why I say it's just a genus is because basically wherever you have trenches, there's some snailfish hanging out there. It seems like it's kind of everywhere, which is really cool. They look super blobby, kind of like a tadpole ghost, in my opinion. It looks like a cat. <laughs> they do. Tadpole. Yeah, they're they're we weird looking. <laughs> but like again, they get yeah. blobby at the surface, just like uh, blobfish. Yeah, I mean, they already look pretty weird mm -hmm. down, like, they already look pretty, like, ugly down down at the those depths. But, like, I feel like up, up top they would look really bad if you pulled them up. I'm not sure. <laughs> so um, so they can be found in this. There's just called, okay, there's straight up just a trench called the Japanese Trench. I didn't really realize this. Like, you know, there's, like, the Mariana Trench. This one's mm -hmm. just, like, a Japanese trench. Hmm. Doesn't have a name. But at 83... 8,336 meters, which is approximately five miles below the surface, where sur where it is 800 times the surface water pressure. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. That's nuts. So apparently the other record holder was another snailfish in the Mariana <laughs> Trench. <laughs> They're just out, all crazy. out doing each other. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like these are the critters that you see when you like watch a video of like deep sea, like when they send those ROVs down mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, they know better than to send people down there 
some people what? do. They don't some always know do. better. Um, some <laughs> some people do. Uh, but uh, you'll and you'll see those ghosty looking fish down there. And I feel like like if they come across like a whale fall or something, those fish will be hanging out there. Mm, yes. Those are really interesting videos. If you ever see like a, you can just look up like YouTube whale fall mm -hmm. video and it'll show like time lapses of like what happens. And like some of these fish are definitely involved. There's a bunch of different like fish and worms that get in and like eat the carcass. Oh, and stuff. yeah. yeah. Have you ever watched those like Nautilus live videos where they like they live stream? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so can I just say like, I love those videos, but I have to watch them muted because they're like what's that and i'm like it's this why don't you know why am i not on this video uh, <laughs> I the commentaries i don't i'm just like you guys don't know enough things <laughs> i feel two ways about it um i do agree sometimes they get it wrong so they'll be like that's a cuttlefish and i'm like nope octopus like for sure or that's a squid. <laughs> yeah. and then and then other times like so i'm with you on that christine but at the same yeah. time amber there are some funny ones like sure were, like did you guys see the one where they're like roasting this like this this like little it was like a little squid at the bottom of the. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they were roasting it like yeah. someone dropped their toy. It looks like a cartoon. Like it's so yeah. funny. So yeah. I definitely appreciate that. That aspect. for sure. I totally. <laughs> and also like I I love it. And I can never get enough when people get very excited about like animals and science. So I love hearing that for sure. But when people when they're like looking at something and they're like I don't know what this is and I'm just like <laughs> I can tell you. Let me be on this program please <laughs> so funny yeah please invite us on yes. so we can uh we shit all over them so i don't know if they're gonna invite us now <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> that's my bad they can have you two on because but i've been banned now <laughs> you're <Aww>. banned <laughs> we love you come on or we'll come on your thing yeah <laughs> so the way they're able to survive these depths is they have cellular compounds called osmolites i looked this up and i still didn't quite understand what the heck was going on so apparently it's like low molecular weight organic compounds that influence like the property of their biological fluids by making them more viscous wait maybe the opposite this is the primary role is to maintain the integrity of cells by affecting the viscosity melting point and ionic strength of the aqueous solution so hmm. somehow either by being more or less viscous and this is published like they are able to survive those depths i don't okay. quite get it but somehow it's incredible so that sort of makes sense, right? From an evolutionary standpoint, like how like maybe you have a couple that can get a little deeper, they survive. And then like before you know it, like they continue, like natural selection sort of like pushes them towards like survivability at those depths, which I think is kind of neat. Yeah, definitely. I don't but think, yeah. sorry, oh, I was going to say like, I don't, I'm assuming it's not like it's making like a non-Newtonian fluid or something. You know what those are, right? Like when you make like, what is it? Oh, is that when you put, um cornstarch and water together yeah and like you oh. yes have you done that experiment yeah it's like Amber, it's you know liquidy yeah. and then if you like compress it it gets like hard or whatever yeah i thought I, that was the coolest thing as a kid i think nutella is a non-newtonian fluid oh <laughs> but yeah sorry now i'm hungry i'm yes nutella does sound good yeah it, it, yeah if you've never done the cornstarch and water experiment, just mix some cornstarch with water until it's like a glue consistency. And then like, it'll like, if you let it just kind of like, it'll just like ooze. But then if you squeeze it or add pressure, it just like turns into a solid again. It's the coolest thing. So you should totally do it. <laughs> Waste. <laughs> All right. So this is kind of an addendum a little bit. Uh, so the world's most adaptable to cold partially so there's two contenders. The first one is Liparis gibbous, which is a variegated snailfish. So once again, they win. Yeah. I mean, it's surprise, surprise. Like cold environments are also going to be deep usually. So yeah, <laughs> snailfish are just everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but the other one is this thing, this fish called the Antarctic toothfish. I don't know why I didn't write down the scientific name. So if anyone wants to look that up, feel free. So the Antarctic toothfish is one of two species named the Chilean sea bass. I guess Chilean sea bass is like our Antarctic toothfish and like the Patagonian toothfish. Yeah. But the Antarctic can survive in sub-zero temperatures, right? So as, you know, just chemistry, right? Salt water, like when you add all salt to, like a lot of salt to water, it can get below freezing point of water, right? So like regular water, once it hits zero degrees Celsius, it's going to be solid. But if you add salt, that temperature gets 
much, much further down. I don't know exactly how far down it goes. Probably depends on the salt concentration. Uh, but that's obviously like, you know, why we salt our roads in the winter. So it basically keeps that water like liquidy, right? So it's like high saline and it's not going to be just like black ice on the road. And so these fish are able to synthesize uh, antifreeze glycoproteins, uh, a feature that you don't see in the cousin of uh, the Antarctic toothfish, the Patagonian toothfish. And basically that antifreeze keeps them from freezing, which is kind of insane. <laughs> it's a really cool adaptation that like, I think a number of different species have that aren't just fish. So it's kind of cool. But I did That's find awesome. the scientific name. Do you want to yes. try pronouncing it? Uh, it's a try. tough one. It's a tough one. Dysostichus mossini. Yeah. Nice. We should make Amber do all the rest of these. (laughs) 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 All right, Amber, you're doing the rest of them. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yes. All right. World's most adaptable to heat. Okay, so we did cold. Now we're going to do heat. All right. I did not know this one, so I hope this one was right, but I I did look this up, um, and there's not a whole lot to say about them. But there's two pupfish that I think are the most adaptable to heat. Uh, one is called the Julimes pupfish or Julimes. I don't know how you say I that. I don't know that either. <laughs> and the other one's called the Big Head pupfish. All right, take it away, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one for the pupfish, Cyprinodon, Julimes. I, I think it's Cyprinodon. Yeah, Cyprinodon. Cyprinodon. <laughs> but I don't know the Julimis or Julian. I don't know that anyway. And neither do we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. neither of us. Julimis yeah. sounds good. So, yeah, Julimis. Sounds good. <laughs> and then the second one, Cyprinodon pachycephalus. Yes, science! Yay! Oh, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so where these guys live, they live in hot spring outflows, which I would love to live there. That sounds awesome. Although maybe not, it says up to 114 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's 45 degrees Celsius. I should have said them in reverse because this is like a sciencey podcast. So <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're living their best lives. I guess they just eat like detritus and inverts there. Yeah. So, but they uh they're incredible. And I think like I'm pretty sure I looked up that they're like it's like mostly like in Mexico and maybe Southern California where these guys are. So yeah, it's that crazy. Makes sense. There's a couple different species of pupfish that are like sent in the central, south central United States. So that makes sense. Like the devil's hole pupfish, which is like only in one little hole of water. So <laughs> it's called the cool. devil's hole pupfish. They live in devil's hole and there's like 40 of them and that's it. And they're like protected by like park rangers. So like oh nice. Yeah. They're yeah. They look very similar to killifish. Yes, actually. Yeah. Very similar. They have yeah. that kind of look to them. So Mm -hmm. they're not that like, they're not like something to look, I feel like they're not like that pretty, like not too pretty compared to some of like the killifish, like the nathos and stuff, which are so crazy bright. But yeah, I mean, they don't have time to get all dolled up. (laughs) I don't know when they- (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they live in a hot spring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hot enough already. It's fine. Oh yeah, that's good. I like that. (laughs) All right. So the world's longest lived fish, do either of you guys know- what which one this is i i'm gonna have you guess this <laughs> wait so, do either you know first of all i yeah. don't think i have a right so okay wait yeah, so christine because... says she knows so amber you go first. amber you guess because i know what it is <laughs> okay i thought it was like the greenland shark but ding 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 it is you yeah got it's the greenland it. shark. oh okay the greenland shark voila um amber what's that scientific name <laughs> <laughs> i guess i can give it a try somniosis microcephalus yeah very nice nice. i don't know why it's microcephalus they don't seem to have a small yeah (laughs) they kind of i mean let me i want to look this up again (laughs) they're kind of ugly i mean they they, they're okay i mean for something that lives that long you're not gonna look like a fresh daisy (laughs) no exactly i don't know what a baby one looks like so yeah all of them kind of look like old men anyway right yeah look at them like but yeah, I can I can share. Tell us about, about them. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I think the oldest, like f- one that's been found and like actually like dated. I'm assuming they they dated the carcass by looking at like maybe the. I don't actually know how they figure that out. Oh wait, let me interject really quickly. Sure, I learned yeah, yeah. something about whales that I thought was insane. Tell mm-hmm. me if this is true. They are able to tell how many years old a whale is by the layers of earwax in the ears. Mm-hmm. 
because I guess they have ears and the earwax like plugs up the ear holes yep. so the water doesn't go in. And then like every year they have like another layer and then they just count the layers of the earwax. Oh. I was like flabbergasted by that fact. I had never heard that. I thought it was if crazy. you do a, a Google <laughs> image search for whale earwax, you'll find some wild Done. stuff. It's wild. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how like they can delineate year from year, I guess because they at least for humpback whales, they like travel to different parts of the world. So the like mineral makeup of the water is different potentially, but yeah, they have wild earwax. It's crazy. That's nuts. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm assuming that they, they are aging these guys via like some sort of sampling of the tissues and like looking at isotopes or something like that. So, but I think they estimated that the oldest one that they found was like 392 years old. So almost 400 years old, which is wild. They are older than America. Yeah. They would have been around for like, I don't know what happened 400 years ago. (laughs) So crazy. It's wild to think, but they're, so that makes them like pretty much the longest lived vertebrate that we know of period. So, yeah. Wow. And it says you you wrote here, they grow a centimeter per year and it can take 150 years to become sexually mature, which is wild. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and there's also, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it's real cold. I think that helps with them. They're kind of like pickled in the cold water. So 1631 <laughs> was the year. So wow. like the oldest shark is like, that's crazy. Seen America like be formed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, I, I remember when Columbus <laughs> sailed. And I know they're called oh, Greenland no, that was sharks. 1492. Yeah, it's 1492. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. His his dad was alive for that. Ah, uh, my father <laughs> saw the planet be born. <laughs> um, these guys are called Greenland sharks, but they're really, really common off the coast of like east eastern Canada. And there's been a couple news stories I remember where like some somebody found one that was like beaching because it was in distress, and Aww. it was because it was choking on a chunk of moose. It's oh, like because yeah, they'll eat anything. The most Canadian story ever. <laughs> but I guess it's like people in the area will like clean <laughs> moose at the shore and throw chunks in the ocean. And then the oh, sharks are just gross. like, oh, delicious. And yeah. then they're choking on like moose skin or something. Does it not have like sharp teeth? I don't know. Maybe no it like maybe it's chews so slowly that it can't like it's, chew the carcass up. <laughs> it's so old it's run out of teeth and it's just gumming everything. <laughs> it's just gumming down food. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you Don't were gonna say Amber, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I was also going to say, like, speaking of like dentures and like eating and stuff. So apparently this is the most toxic shark in the world in terms of eating, apparently, mm. because of its high concentration of ammonia. So not only is it old, it's just not very good to eat, apparently. Like by it's... humans or whatever? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Wow. It's full of piss. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> wow. Why is that so? <laughs> its flesh oh, no. is just piss filled. <laughs> It's really low-hanging fruit. My goodness. Oh, no. I, yeah, I see, I remember hearing something about that. But yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I forgot that, like, yeah, they're just toxic. Basically, oh their God. flesh is toxic. And I think maybe there was, like, a story at one point of, like, because they occasionally wash up, like, dead. And then, mm-hmm. you know, an animal will try to eat, it, like, a bear or something. And then they get sick and die. Oh, my God. That's awful. It probably yeah. tastes nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you have a high concentration of ammonia, it's probably not going to taste very good. But yeah, here's to you, Greenland shark. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. All right. Fine. Let's, let's, I think we should finish up with our final species, the Mm -hmm. world's shortest lived, uh, which I talked about. Wait, well, I didn't talk about it, but we had a special guest who talked about it on one oh, of our yes. previous episodes. The seven-figure pygmy goby, otherwise known as the Eviota. Oh, wait, hang on. I'm sorry. Amber, care to do the scientific name? This one's tough. I don't even know it. Didn't italicize it. There we go. So to me, I think it is Eviota sigillata. I think you're probably Sounds good, good to me. I don't know. Is it sigillata? Sigillata think, sounds better. Maybe sigillata sounds cooler. Like a sigil is, is yeah. pretty neat. It feels very Baldur's Gate. <laughs> it does. That's what I was thinking of just now. Am I the yes. only one that's not playing that game right now? 
Yeah, I mean, all my siblings play, and then they're like, "Why aren't you on?" And I'm like, "I have, I have like a busy life <laughs> of things to do." <laughs> Put everything down for Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't write a whole lot about this, but it has the shortest lifespan of every vertebrate. The second shortest is the killifish, which we will do a podcast on at some point. Uh, I'm sorry, the turquoise killifish specifically, not yeah. just killifish in general. And this is a tiny. So the the pygmy goby is a tiny coral reef fish. So we saltwater, and they complete their entire life cycle within eight weeks so like birth to death which is like pretty nuts so yeah live long buddy (laughs) i guess they hatch from eggs right uh yeah yeah they do i don't know too much more about them other than that but they are just the shortest lived so i think it's easier to do research with killifish which is why they've been you know stick with the freshwater but yeah these are very very interesting animals like i don't understand that why the adaptation like with killifish i understand that like okay you have like temporary pools so you need to like get to adulthood fast i don't understand why these ones have adapted that way yeah no idea so that's a good point right like the ocean isn't going away well hopefully not yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah is this something that people can keep or not necessarily that's a good question I mean, who would want to? You want to keep a fish for eight weeks and then it's dead? I mean, I feel like in research, it actually might be beneficial. You'd have to be on top of it for sure, but... My lines! (laughs) (laughs) I think the challenge is a lot of the time, like, marine fish, especially reef fish, they have, like, a weird, like, larval stage that can be difficult, so... Oh, I see. That might be the issue, is, like, some of these animals, their, like, larval stage is, like, plankton that's just floating along in the ocean, Mm -hmm. um, and they're microscopic. So who who would what you you have to get like tiny rotifers really You're small. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I have the Benjamin Button fish. <laughs> Guys, that's all that's all we have today. Any final thoughts and closing thoughts? I think for me, it's just like I said before, the diversity of fish is wild. Like it's just crazy what fish are able to do. I just, agree. Yeah. And I know we weren't really able to delve into it, but just the evolution aspect of some of these species, I'm just like, how, why, like what, (laughs) like, how did you get to this point where you're just only living for eight weeks or why are you so massive? Like, (laughs) why are you full of piss? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like, what is the thought process? But I know from studying things like this you don't really know you can only speculate like why you know things occur but it's still really cool to like see that kind of happening and then like changing over time because with speciation it's like if there's like a you know some type of barrier whether it's like ecological or something like that that can produce like new species which is really cool for sure most definitely all right thanks amber all right guys we're gonna wrap it up Thank you so much for listening to the Getting Fishy With It podcast. You can find our website and show notes at gettingfishypod.substack.com. You can find us on Twitter at gettingfishypod and on Instagram at gettingfishypod. You can also find us on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching for Getting Fishy With It. If you want to drop us an email, you can send your complaints, questions, or adulations to gettingfishypod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Our theme music is Best Time by Fast Sounds, and our audio is edited by the stupendous Amber Parchiadini. We've been getting fishy with it, so keep schooling, my friends, because knowledge is power. <laughs>